return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Such power, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that you're with us, that you're so very near that your power is upon us, that your spirit is hovering over us, over this place, over us as individuals, and we thank you for such a good day. Thank you for revelation knowledge flowing, for igniting our hope and our faith in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Well, we're talking about declarations again today. Kind of exciting. I'm, I'm encouraging us today to go higher and go bolder. We have Jenny Carlin, who's going to share a little bit later in our half hour about some of her testimony of her experience with declarations. It's going to be exciting. Um, you know, what is a declaration? We're speaking the rhema, the living word of the living God, putting it in our mouth. And we get to establish God's will in the earth. In our own world, the world of our family, our block, the people on our block. Hopefully you pray, declare over the people on your block. God's got you where where you live on purpose, friend. Hallelujah. We're framing our world. We can even frame the world of our friends, and that's one of the little things Jenny's going to share for us today. It's a major privilege we have, friends, to establish God's will right where we are. Hallelujah. Because if we understood the authority we carry, who carries authority in this house? Every one of you. Do you remember how Pastor Dave was preaching last Sunday? It was so remarkable that every one of us, if you've been a believer only 24 hours, you have more power than the greatest psychic on the planet. Isn't that amazing? Whew, glory. The power of our words in the spirit realm, then yes, we would be bold to call forth the things that are ours in Jesus' name. So I was visiting with Natalie Watson a few weeks ago. Maybe you guys, anybody on Facebook, you saw maybe her post a few weeks ago about her daughter winning um, the award at the Bible Baptist um, the VBS. Did anybody see it? Okay, it was kind of fun. And she videotaped right when she, they were going to announce that she was the winner. And there was little um, Gabriella sitting there, just as cool as a cucumber, and they announced the winner. And she just stands up, and she just walks to the front, and picks up her big hoverboard, and walks back. And Natalie was telling me that somebody asked her, how come she wasn't shouting and screaming and jumping? I won, I won, I won. And her answer was, oh, I knew I'd win. I'd been declaring it all week. And I thought, goodness, it's so exciting when we're growing in our faith, isn't it? That our kids are getting it. The power of speaking the word, the word, the word. Hallelujah. Attaching faith to our words. We're calling forth our kingdom inheritance, friends, in Jesus' name. So I asked Jeremy to start with this one verse. Um, It's before the others, but okay. 
I posted this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, but I messed up the, the verse, so I want you to read it. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Isn't that amazing? I mean, God is at work in anybody and everybody who puts any kind of trust in him. And then read the rest of this. Endless energy. Endless energy. Friends, there is no end to the power of God. And then it says boundless strength. We're talking about no limits. And that's what I want to get inside of us. There is no limit to who you can become in Christ. There is no limit to the provision that's available for us in Christ. There's no limit for the joy, unspeakable and full of glory. There's no limit to the peace that can surpass anything going on around us, friends. I heard a lady, uh, Connie Jones, if anybody listened to her online, she was saying the other day, people always say, I wonder what's in my future. I wonder what's in my future. And she said, it's pretty easy to figure out. Ask yourself what you're meditating on. Listen to what's coming out of your mouth, and you can know exactly what your future looks like. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. Your future is secure in Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, let's look at this verse in 2 Corinthians 1.20. You know, Pastor Dave last week was, was comparing this business of receiving from Christ to purchasing a product and having the receipt in hand. And I was trying to come up with a comparison because sometimes we usually get our receipt with our product, right? But like when we purchase carpet, you know, they make you pay up front, right? You have to pay up front like Jesus did carpet. And then they have to hire this carpet layer and then they have to call you and arrange the time. And, but anyway, there's this faith that you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Here's all our promises right here, friends. Here's our receipt. Paid in full. Every promise is ours. And this is what this verse says. All the promises of God. All the promises of God. I'm talking every single one in him. Who's in him? Every one of you. In Christ. 75 times it says that in the Bible. Did you know that? Either in him or in Christ. 75 times. All the promises of God in him are yes. Yes, yes, yes. That means your name is stamped on it. That one's for Helen. That one's for Patience. That one's for Levi. And your name's on every one. God's not going to say, well, I don't know. Steve Cosbeck did this bad thing this week. No, your name is on every single one. It doesn't matter what we've done, friends. It doesn't matter how we've failed. It doesn't matter what our past was. Jesus paid it all. And it's ours in Jesus Christ. Okay, it says there, yes, there, yes, there, yes. There's every promise is already stamped yes for you. And in him, amen, that's our part. That's really only, the only thing we have to do is say, yes, so be it. Yes, it's mine in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you, dare you really, to go higher and go bolder with your declarations because there's no limits whatever. So when we look at a verse like that, there's really three options. We can take option number one, which is I'm going for everything that Jesus has already set aside for me. I hope that's just about all of you. (laughs) Okay, there's option two, which the enemy really works overtime at. I'm just not worthy. 
I mean, you don't know my past. You don't know what I'm like. You don't know the kind of thoughts that creep into my brain. And then you say, well, I don't know. And you back away from the promises. Then there's option three. We can either say, I'm going for it all. I know my name's on that one. I'm seizing it. I'm not worthy. That's option two. Then there's option three, which is, well, or oh, well, if God really wanted me to have it, I'd already have it. I had a friend tell me that in, in regards to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but for me, it was life-changing. The joy, the absolute light versus darkness. There, it was remarkable change. And so I was sitting and talking with this lady. She said, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And she says, well, I figure if God wanted me to have it, I'd already have it. Friends, she didn't see her part in it at all of seizing what was already hers. I'm telling you, if you found out that you inherited even 25 bucks, I bet you'd make sure that was $25 was in your hand. Or $25,000, you would be up there, right? She didn't see her part in any of it, of seizing it, grabbing it, receiving it, taking it, making it hers. And the same thing is with every one of these promises, friends. They are ours. And it's really up to us at this point. You know, that matter, that little matter of um, not worthy, I don't mean to make fun of it because I used to be there. I mean, it, it's just so prevalent, the lie of the enemy. And he tries to make us think that there's something wrong with us, something uniquely wrong with you. <laughs> no, that's why God sent Jesus, friend. But let's just look at this next verse for a minute because I just want to lock it in that you are worthy in Christ. Romans five seventeen. <clears throat> All right, so this whole chapter is a comparison between sin and grace. And sin and grace. And you just look around the world, and it's pretty obvious the effect that sin can have. So when he goes to this next sentence, he says, but even greater. That's what he's talking about. Greater than the effect of sin is the effect of grace. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. I was just listening to Bill Vanderbush's CD this morning and this past week. Y'all got to hear him this past week when I wasn't here, so I've been listening to several times. But, I mean, this whole consciousness of, of Christ paying it all. We're not sin conscious anymore. We want to be son conscious or daughter conscious, right? This gift of righteousness, we just have to receive it. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin. Triumph, triumph, triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Um, let, did I give you another verse? Didn't I? Uh, I think it was RSV. Okay, here he is. If because of one man's trespass, death exercised dominion, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace. So again, it's up to us. We can receive as much grace as we want. Well, I only want a little bit today. No, Lord, I want it all. <laughs> the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness will exercise dominion in life. Glory to God. Now, that's living by faith, right? I, I heard this great definition the other day of peace. Letting God explain it later. Wow. Letting God explain it later. 
And I heard another person say, you know, they were so mad at God that they walked in church. They did at least go to church. But they said, I'm withholding my affection until God explains himself. God doesn't have to explain himself, friends. Because that's what peace is, is abandoning ourself completely to the one who's trustworthy. And you know what? I've decided he's trustworthy. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, our entire destiny in Christ is like the land of Canaan. God called it the land of milk and honey. I hope you're not hungry right now, but the Lord was talking to me lately about, you know, I, I have chosen to live gluten-free. Not that I'm allergic to it or responsive, but I just feel better. And so the Lord says to me, Debbie, I'm your bread. Ooh, yummy, yummy. Thank you, Lord. And then he went on, he says, I'm your honey in the rock. I'm your new wine. I like that one. Whenever somebody says to me, don't you drink, Debbie? I said, no, I don't need to. I got the new wine. (laughs) Hallelujah. Where was I here? The land of milk and honey. It was theirs to possess. Yep, there's a few giants in the land. Yep, there's a few walled cities, but it's yours. The 12 spies went out. They all saw the gorgeous fruit, the great-looking land. We're looking at all these beautiful promises, thinking, oh, yes, 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 they're beautiful, they're wonderful. But ten of the spies said, can't be done, mm-mm, because they were so busy looking inside. I don't have the strength, I don't have the ability, I can't do this. The two, Joshua and Caleb, said, whew, let's go and do it. We've got this immense, strong God, this faithful God, this mighty God. Hallelujah. So, do we have that verse, don't we? Yep, there it is. Let us go up at once and take possession. Come on, let's take possession of these promises our name is on. Let's call forth our inheritance. That's what the declarations are again, friends. We're calling into existence what is in the kingdom realm already. It's already ours in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, we are able to overcome. Look at this. Say that last phrase with me. We are well able to overcome. Glory to God. We have the Christ, the champion of Calvary, living in us, the mighty, the overcomer himself. Jesse Duplantis, um, I read this quote the other day where he was asked, Well, he was sharing about his identity in Christ. I don't know, do you ever get brave and tell people, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I bear the mark of the heavenly man. I'm alive with the life of Christ. And it'll disturb people. Ooh, I warn you, it will. Anyway, they said to Jesse Duplantis, they said, well, who do you think you are? And he looked up his watch. He said, well, how long do you have? Because I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Because, friend, everything Jesus is, we are. I mean, it's big. That's what I meant by let's go bolder, let's go higher. When you start to speak these declarations, it'll be like, are you sure? I don't think you should say that. But, friends, it's faith. We're calling things that be not as though they were. 1 John 4, 17 It's all in this associated 
wonderful scripture about love. Love, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. But here's the key phrase. As he is, so are we in this world. As he is, the glorified Christ, the resurrected Christ. And we are in life union with the Lord Jesus Christ. What we believe, friends, is ultimately more important than what we do. And I know that's shocking. Because we've been raised up in this, it's all about behavior, it's all about what you do. What we believe is ultimately more important because the very course of our lives is set by our deepest core beliefs. So we have to constantly come back to, what do I believe? Our mindset is either a stronghold for God's purposes or a playhouse for the enemy. We're either living in unbelief and hopelessness because the two go together, or we've chosen freedom and power. Hallelujah. If we want to experience something higher, we've got to believe something higher. If we want to believe something higher, we've got to hear something higher. Look at uh, Galatians 3, verse 5. We're going to look at it in the Message Bible. Answer this question. Does the God who lavishly provides you with his own presence, think about it, friend, day and night we have access to the grace, the presence, the power of God, who lavishly provides you with his own presence, his Holy Spirit, working things in your life you could never do for yourselves. Does he do these things because of your strenuous moral striving? No. Or because you trust him to do them. Glory to God. And the King James puts it so perfectly, that last phrase. Is it by works of the law? Or is it by the hearing of faith? The hearing of faith is what declarations are are all about. The best way to hear the higher thing, the perspective of heaven, is to declare the rhema word of God from your own mouth. I was thinking again about last Sunday morning. Do you remember the excitement in this place? Do you remember the revival, the sense of revival? We can do anything. Do you remember that? Friends, we can set up that same kind of revival in our spirit any time of the day or night by simply declaring. We can just make the declarations like Pastor Dave led us in. It's not an only for Sunday morning thing. We can do it in our own homes, in our places of business. Any time discouragement tries to set in, you should be speaking the word of God. Glory to God. We can arrange for our own revival any time of the day or night. We can hear by faith any time we desire, simply by speaking that power. And it's not an overnight process. I understand. I've shared before how we waited 11 and a half years to have our first child. They told us we wouldn't have one. And in those days, I mean, they didn't call it declarations. They called them kind of confessions. But first, God had to work for a couple of years just to get us convinced that it was his will. Because, friends, that's where faith begins, is where the will of God is known. If you don't know it's God's will for you, you can't hardly have faith for it. But we get convinced, we get persuaded, and then it's a matter of standing on the word, right? Hallelujah. And I'm still standing in faith for family members to be saved. You are too, right? But some of these declarations work crazy fast. 
And we're going to hear from Jenny here, but I'm just going to share a little bit of one of mine. Last fall, I was having, um, you know, I don't suppose that ever happens to you when you're in an organization and maybe you disagree with somebody. (laughs) And they start thinking bad thoughts about you and saying bad things about you. And Anyway, so I was going home and I've learned at least to start praying for people immediately. Pray the personal blessing, God's best upon that person and that person and that person. But I still had some of these weird feelings of defeat and discouragement and rejection. So I thought, okay, it's time for some declarations. (laughs) So this is the declaration that I made. I said, I declare and decree that I am deeply loved and highly respected by every piano teacher in town and in the state of South Dakota. And I don't know why I added that last phrase, but it kind of was like the nudge of the Holy Ghost. And I'm not sure, I mean, if it was a week or a week and a half or two weeks at the most, but I got my first call, we would like you to judge for us, please, in the Sioux Falls Festival. Like, okay. A week later, uh, we would like you to judge our festival in Huron. A week later. I mean, it's crazy. It happened in like two weeks that all of a sudden I got asked to do all these things across the state. So, Jenny, are you ready to share with us? We would love to hear your testimony. And while she's coming, I'm just going to share Matthew 11, verse 12. Because it takes time sometimes, but don't get discouraged. It says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. There's got to be a little passion. There's got to be a little, uh, it's mine, I'm going to have it in Jesus' name. You got a microphone? Okay, Debbie asked me to uh, speak about my experience and testimony on declarations as well. Some of you know that I've had a promotion um, and that direct, directly correlates with declaring in Jesus' name my new job in Dismet. So um, this past spring, um, for about six months now, I've been declaring uh, a job opening in Dismet. And Trey and I have been praying for this job now for, gosh, what, five years? Ever since I went back to school. So about eight years, actually. And um, we knew it would be open eventually, but we didn't know when. And um, so for the, about the past six months, Debbie and I have been praying for it, too. And she was like, declare it in Jesus' name. And I'm like, okay, I will. And so, um, and the scripture, one of my favorite scriptures anyway, is Psalm 37.4, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. And that, continuing on, it, it says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. And in 6, it says, he will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. So the patience thing, sometimes we don't get, sometimes we're not very patient, are we? Because that's a spiritual fruit, and fruit we grow, right? To quote Pastor Kevin, fruit we grow. So um, I started declaring in Jesus' name, these things over my life. And once I started declaring one thing, more declarations came out, and more declarations came out, and more declarations came out. So just a, just a kind of a, a day in the life, 
of declarations of Jenny Carlin. So, um, so back in April, um, let's see, here's a good one. Um, Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to, for everyone who believes in, who believes. To the Jews first, and also to the Greek, for it is the righteousness of God, is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. I live by faith today and every day. I stand in agreement and declare in the name of Jesus. I am a full-time music teacher in Dismet. Shannon, my co-worker, is a full-time music teacher in Dismet. We will be in Dismet until retirement. Supernatural favor is ours in Jesus' name. The Lord is preparing us now for our jobs in Dismet. My band program is growing. Students are eager to join. I will be teaching band lessons this summer out of school. I have a dedicated fifth grade band time next year. I have a dedicated sixth grade band time next year. My students have a positive attitude in band. They are respectful and want to play the entire time. I am a saver, not a spender. I have more money than month. I set a budget and follow it. I am organized at home and at school. I utilize plan book for lesson planning, and concerts are well thought out. Those are my declarations for that day. So were all of those things, were you experiencing those at that point? Well, not necessarily. My students were not necessarily positive all the time. They were not always eager to play. We were struggling maybe a couple of times in band practice, right? So those were things that I was declaring over my band rehearsals at that point. My friend Shannon was struggling. She was a coworker of mine in Iroquois. Okay, she lives in DeSmet. And at that time, she had tried to get into the DeSmet School District seven different times. And at that point, she had had some struggles in her own classroom. And the Lord impressed upon me to go down and talk to her and say, Shannon, during her prep time. So I went down and I talked to her, because I know she's a believer too. And I said, Shannon, whatever you're going through right now is preparing you for your job in Dismet. Not sure what it is. Yeah. It's preparing you for your job in Dismet. So declare your job in Dismet today. And keep declaring it until it happens. And she, her tears welled up in her eyes, because she's a sensitive, sensitive spirit. And she's just tenderhearted. And she gave me a big hug. And she's like, okay, I'm going to do it. I said, all right. Awesome. I'm going to declare it with you. And we declare today in Jesus' name, (laughs) whatever we're going through right now, because we're kind of, both of us were having a little, you know, spring fever was in our classroom. And our kids were like giving us pushback. And so whatever, what we were going through was preparing us for our jobs in Dismet. And we, we said, Amen. And then, not two weeks later, she was sending out an email to all staff saying, with great sorrow in my heart, I'm saying goodbye because I've got a job in Dismet. So I, I said, praise you, God, praise you, Lord. And I ran downstairs. I popped my head in the room because she was showing a video at the time. I looked at her and I said, told you. And she just kind of smiled and kind of had a little tear and came around her desk. I gave her a hug and I said, see, it works. And, you know, and part of me, you know, that little human side of me was like, Lord, do it for me too. Come on. This is two weeks. 
You can do it for me. But I was happy for her. And I thank, I praise God in advance for my, my miracle, right? So I also started declaring a job opening in Huron for the current music teacher in DeSmit because he lived in Huron. And how was he going to get a job somewhere else so I could have the job in DeSmit? So I started declaring that perfect job opening for, for Ian, right? Because that would be my opening in DeSmit. So I started declaring, in Jesus' name, there was going to be a job opening for Ian in Huron. And June, July 1st, what email did I get in my email? Oh, look, a job opening in Huron. And I was like, oh, praise you, Jesus. Please, Ian, see that job opening. He applied. He got it. So July 15th, saw the job opening in DeSmit. I applied immediately, got mom, <laughs> mom praying for it. I got Debbie praying for it. I got all the prayers that I knew to pray for it. And I was like, okay, it's my time. You know, we were praying for it. I called Mama Jeannie the morning of my interview. I said, Mom, I'm going into the interview. She gave me a verse. We prayed on the phone. Next day, I got the call. I got the job. So we declared it in Jesus' name. Declarations work. And I wrote it down. What does Dad always say? Proper proper planning prevents poor performance. Well, write it down. Declare it in Jesus' name. You know, I did have lessons this summer. They did help support our family. You know, my little family, financially. Those things worked. Declarations worked. My kids, my band is growing. I have a lot of kids in choir that are coming back to choir. So everything is growing exponentially. These declarations really do work. It's what a wonderful biblical principle. Amen. Thank you. So there's this multiplication factor in the kingdom. So take advantage of it, right? You know, in the talents, the, the parable of the talents, we usually focus on the guy that was had the pathetic, the bad attitude, didn't do nothing. Let's focus on the, let's be the ten talent one or the five talent one. Let's be the best we can be. Let's put the word of God in our mouth. Let's take those promises that are ours and make them ours in Jesus' name. So I've got a couple declarations for us to end with. Ready for me? Yes. I'm giving God something to work with. I'm establishing his will in the earth, in my world, in my family, on my block, in my city, where I work, where I shop. There is absolutely no limit to what God can do through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day. Bless you, bless you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616.
You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.